1: for you. Enjoy the show. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. Meet like-minded people who share your interests over brunch. Hey
2: everyone, welcome to another episode of Datable, a show that opens a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco.
1: And um, the male voice you just heard comes from Michael Vargas.
2: And the female (laughs) voice that you heard comes from UA.
1: And on each episode, we dissect a dating story. Today, we have a dating story from our friend, Sasha.
2: Sasha, 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 Sasha. Sasha,
1: (laughs) Sasha, are you there? It's uh, Sasha Fierce. We have Beyonce on the phone right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sasha, can you tell us your dating story? So, okay, so let's
3: start with almost two years ago. I came to San Francisco and I really didn't know anyone. And I decided that I wanted to use online dating because I wanted to date people and, you know, I wanted to meet new people. Started talking to this guy on Tinder. And he told me we basically set up a time to meet. Um, and we said that we were going to go rock climbing. And so I was super excited. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, I haven't been rock climbing in a long time. And Sounds you know, adventurous. So like, yeah. So I was like, okay, here I go. It took me like two hours to get there because I got lost, because I'm like horrible with directions. Anyway, so it took me, it should have taken me like 45 minutes, but I ended up getting on the wrong bus. Like going too far in one direction. And, you know, this was when I first came to San Francisco, so I really didn't know my way around. Um And so I got there, and I didn't see him there. And then all of a sudden I get a text from him, and he's like, hey, I am so sorry, but I'm not going to be able to make it. Ouch. What? Ouch. Um, yeah. And he made this, like – Some excuse about, like, his friend with Burning Man. Always something with Burning Man in the city. Burning Man gets (laughs) in
2: the way of everything.
3: Because this was, like, right before Burning Man in August. And so he basically just, like, totally ditched me. And he was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I have to do something with my friend. I was really pissed off. Basically, I went off on text with him. Like, I just went off on him. I was like, listen, like this is so not acceptable like it took me like two hours to get here and like i was so excited for it and he was just like oh my god you must think i'm so flaky i'm so sorry and he was i I was actually surprised at how much he was like how much he was caring about it given that he's never met me before i was like you're gonna take me to a nice restaurant
0: hell yeah (laughs)
3: French laundry, here we come. Sasha Fierce! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, dude, you can't just ditch me and then have our next date be some, like, Chipotle or something, you know? Like, like, oh, fuck Chipotle. Be, like, and I was like, listen, I, I'm willing to give you a second chance, but you need to take me to a nice restaurant. Mm. And so he's like, okay. And eventually, like, a couple days later, he sends me, like, a reservation for that next weekend, It's this, like, really fancy New American restaurant. It was one of those restaurants where the chef is, like, so famous that, like, it's named after the chef. And I thought it would be funny to kind of, like, play a little trick on him. (laughs) And I'd never met him before, but this is just, like, something I do. I call up the restaurant, and I'm like, hey, like, it's going to be his birthday, It was not his birthday, (laughs) but I was just like, oh, it's gonna be his birthday. And you know, it'd be really nice if we could like have a surprise for him or something. Then he picks me up. Oh, he picks you up. Oh,
2: there you go, step up. Like in
1: a car or in an Uber?
3: (laughs) Uh, In his car.
1: Oh, fancy. The man has
3: wheels. I know, in San Francisco. And so I was just like, damn, okay. Maybe this ain't that half bad, you know? Anyway, he, he picks me up in his car. And I kind of just, like, immediately get a friend vibe. Um, uh, and so we go to the restaurant. We get there. And um, they sit us down. And they take out the menus. And the menus are, like, happy birthday, Michael. Like, they say happy birthday on them. And he's just, like, oh, what's going on? Like, <laughs> And I was, like, well, you know, like, just go with it, you know, whatever. So the waitress comes over. Like by this point, like he's ordered like this super nice glass of wine. Um, and like it's like a 10-course meal. I don't know, it was just like a ridiculous place. Okay. Like I've never been on a first date like this before. Oh, this was before we got the wine. She's like, hey, can I just see your ID? And so I was like, in my head, I was like freaking out because I was like, oh shit, she's gonna see that it's not his birthday. <laughs> And she was like, "Oh, looks like you're celebrating your birthday a little early." It was like so, <laughs> something ridiculous like that. <laughs> yeah, and he, I just basically I just made him feel really awkward. But on the inside, I was just like laughing really hard. Like, I was just <laughs> like, "This is this is funny." It was kind of like this mini revenge for me.
1: Did he pay? And Did he pay for the meal? Yeah, it was like
3: it's like a six hundred dollar meal.
2: Damn. Wow. Like,
3: this is not a joke, okay? Like, it's like, I can't afford that. Like, I'm not trying to do that on a first date with someone I've never met before. Like, I was shocked that he was so willing to, like, you know, take me to such a nice place without even knowing me. How did this date end? um, I mean, I definitely tried my best to give him a good time, you know? Um, and I thought he was just, like under <laughs> oh, the table. Yeah, like, well, how, dance. Did you, how did you give him a good time? No, <laughs> so, I don't mean like that. I just mean, you know, I, I tried to be like a good dinner guest and a good date. But I, you know, I wasn't going to pretend like I had chemistry with him when I didn't. He drove me home afterwards. He went for the kiss, but... I gave him a kiss on the cheek. Oh <laughs> man,
2: turn.
1: that is the most expensive kiss on the cheek ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it,
3: it kind of it's it's interesting. I almost feel like um, I owed him, which <clears throat> I I know is wrong. Um, yeah. I know that's not the correct way to feel. He decided to spend that money on him. Me, I didn't do anything wrong. Did Anyways, you? He um, did he text you again, or did you see him again? Yeah. So, um, I didn't see him again, actually.
1: So, okay. So there, um, there are three things I want to talk about with your story. The first one is calling someone out after they flake on you.
2: That's exactly what was the first thing I wanted to talk about, because how successful was this one where you call someone out on being a flake, then you get you know, you get freaking cheesecake that's worth a hundred dollars plus all the other goodies yeah. that was left, <laughs> and
1: you. you don't even have to give them a hand job. It's, it's, it's such great. a <laughs> great exchange. And he
2: even picked you up, and he he went to nine after that.
1: I really think that a lot of people. Um. Well, first of all, a lot of people in San Francisco are flaky. Yes. Yes. So people flake out on dates last minute. People don't show up. They ghost on people. I'm so proud of you for calling him out in the first place because I actually Kudos. think a lot of people don't do that, right? Yes. Yeah, round absolutely. of applause.
2: first round of applause. Aw,
1: thanks guys. Yeah. But I, I would also say the same goes for men. I think it's really hot when a guy can call me out on something I'm doing that's disrespectful or that's not cool because I think we just need to, that's how we learn and grow as people. Sometimes when you do stuff like that, you're not Uh, cognizant of it. So it's better if someone, someone else tells you, so you're more aware of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Second thing I want to bring up in your story is this feeling of, guilt after someone pays for your meal
2: yeah right Absolutely. so
1: I think a lot of people feel this way if you go on a date with someone maybe you don't really see chemistry with them but they pay for your meal so you feel like you're obligated to go on a second date or to spend more time with them yeah yeah totally so do guys when guys pay for meals do Mm. you expect something more
2: you know what's funny it's actually kind of there's a before part Mm. where it's like oh this person's spending time with me so out of their busy day, out of their busy schedule, and I want to be someone who provides them value. So that it kind of leads us to be like, oh, I, I should pay for the meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more about like, at least for me and what I've heard from any of my the the guy people that I've talked to, the guy people, the guy species, <laughs> if you will. Um, that it's like, oh wow, this person's actually spending time with me. They're they're coming out to meet with me. So I feel like I should I should pay for dinner.
1: I just hate it when dating becomes so transactional. Yeah. I, I really feel like yeah. if you like spending time with someone, you should want to pay for their meal. I'm very old-fashioned in the sense that I think the guy should pay for, for a first date. But, I mean, other women would feel differently. They'll go 50-50. It doesn't even matter. I just feel like don't make it so transactional. And you should never feel guilty for someone else paying for your meal.
2: Right. and it, And it's, again, like the first date – right the first date there shouldn't really be crazy expectations cuz you have no idea how things are going to turn out
3: right that's true i i totally agree with you a like i i think that it's all about the first date right so mm-hmm. i think it's the guy's job to woo the girl on the first date that doesn't mean he has to pay for every meal thereafter yeah just the first date you know cuz it's and and that's great a great feeling i think that And normally, I don't have this guilt. Um, I think that it was just because it was such an extreme circumstance.
1: But also, you didn't pick the restaurant.
3: Right. I
2: think that's a big thing is that he said, we're going to go to this restaurant. So since he picked it, I mean, you did ask for something nice, but like, you know, that's over the top. Not over the top, but that's extremely on the end of extreme nicety. And so since he picked it, that's got to be on him.
1: Let's hold that thought for a sec. We'll get right back to it. ViaHemp.com and use a code datable to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use a code D A T E A B L E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein Uh, The third point I want to bring up about your story is that how do you wrap up a relationship in a way that you want to be honest with your feelings and you want to tell them that you no longer want to see them because you don't see a future with them? I think what we see in the dating culture today, especially with online dating, people just kind of ghost or disappear without wrapping it up. Like, you know what, I think you're a great person, but I just don't see anything Going further.
2: No nice bow at the end.
1: Yeah. So why don't we do that more? Because if I were him, I would like to know, you know, that you're not interested anymore. So I don't keep chasing you. I look like a fool if I keep chasing you. You know, I I think that in the
3: end, it's all about just telling it like it is, you know, because you don't want to lead someone on.
1: And And I think it's like karma is a bitch, right? So if you disrespect someone or their time someone's going to end up doing the same thing to you. And I always like to say this quote, we're all each other's consequences. So if you didn't wrap it up with him, he could have done that to someone else. It, it also like- just,
3: it, it's a relief when you actually tell the truth. It's a little scary at first, but you know, right after you do it, you're like, okay, you know, now, now he knows what's going on. Now everyone is on the same page and we can move on. And I, I find that so many people... Uh, they play that game, you know, of just going back and forth, back and forth, even even when they don't actually have the intention to, you know, have a real relationship with this person.
1: Well, because nobody really wants to close the door, especially in the right. city. Everybody wants to leave it cracked open just a little bit, just in case for those lonely <laughs> nights <laughs> after you've come back from Booty SF and you're like, hey.
2: And then you slowly can open up the th- yeah. Can I come back in? <laughs> Sasha Fierce, now that we've talked about this, love to hear what are some of your takeaways now that we, you kind of got a different perspective and some outside perspectives.
3: I'm not going to stop being classy <laughs> because I've always found that to be a huge advantage, especially as a woman in the dating scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got something really awesome out of it, right? Like I was just like you're you're gonna treat me the way I deserve to be treated, and then I got treated really awesomely, right? So it's yeah. it's all about asking for what you deserve and not being scared to do that.
2: Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, a takeaway that I'm I'm taking away from this is, yes, the takeaway that I take <laughs> away. Very, I, I like to live a meta life. Um, is to be honest as soon as possible right and to let people know what's going on because it just it's so important to know what's happening so that people can make choices and then live their life that they the way that they want to live
1: my takeaway is everybody could use a little bit of feedback so it never hurts to give someone honest feedback boom boom Um, Sasha you're now a professional matchmaker we want to hear more about this. Did this story have anything to do with you wanting to become a matchmaker?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, basically all of my dating up until now has has contributed to my desire to be a matchmaker. I find that, you know, having an outside perspective is always especially with somebody who knows the dating scene in San Francisco super well is so valuable and uh you know like you were saying before feedback is so important and feedback is really hard to get on a date and as a matchmaker you know you have a really unique opportunity to uh give people access to feedback which you know you don't go up to someone after a date and you're not like so how'd i do
2: (laughs) here's a little form for you to fill out
1: (laughs) tell us a little bit about your business and your website I just launched
3: my website. It's OKSasha.com. I help people navigate the dating scene in San Francisco. I do like a matching assessment where we find out love languages, their love languages, must haves, deal breakers. I learn about their life, and then um, I help them with their online dating presence. Do kind of like a profile makeover, and I go basically what I do is I go around being a chick magnet. So my I basically view every day of my life just looking for awesome women. Give us your website one more time. It's OKSasha, S-A-S-H-A dot Super. And
1: we have a question of the day.
2: So this question comes from uh, Ron Burgundy in <laughs> San Diego. And his question is actually a great one. And it goes, how do I... Lean in for the first kiss. Basically, he's asking, how is it that I can know that I can have that? Or what can I do to know that this person's ready for this first kiss?
1: Gosh, I I feel like when the moment is right, there's like always a pause or a silence. And right before it gets too awkward, you just go in for the kiss.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, so this is actually a question I've gotten a lot from clients. Um It's kind of like just, it's basically just trying to gauge how the girl feels, right? Like you want to see if it's appropriate to give a kiss. And so what I tell people is start off with micro advances. So what that means is, you know, maybe put your put your hand on the small of her back while you guys are walking. See how she responds. Put your arm around her, you know, try to put your arm around her when you're sitting down. You know, just these things and see if she gets closer to you or see if she smiles, you know, just – See if it's a positive response. And if it is, then you'll have even more confidence to go ahead with that kiss towards the end.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, doing those micro movements of just first off, seeing how the person is responding to, the, to your body language, right? Is the po- person moving towards or away? Very simple ways that you can test that out. Like you said, the, the touch of the back, the arm around the shoulder or whatever it looks like. Uh, And then uh, I think another thing that helps out for guys is don't just, like, I think that you shouldn't just charge in, like smash your face against their face. I think (laughs) what you should do is, I think Will Smith put it very well in Hitch where he says 90% of the way because it allows for her to actually make the conscious choice of am I going to move forward or not. And I think giving them that that little bit of a space where – you're putting a lot of energy towards it, but still allowing her to be part of the choice at the end of the day makes uh, will help you know if that should be a first kiss or not.
1: I love that. And I'm going to push my own agenda right here. Um, a lot of people nowadays go in for a first kiss after a few drinks. So it's always when they're a little bit liquored up. And that makes it easier, yes. But the best way to gauge chemistry is to do a sober first kiss. It's much harder to do. It takes a lot more effort and thought. I'm a huge proponent for hashtag #soberfirstkiss first
2: kiss. Hashtag sober first kiss. Indeed.
1: Yes. All right. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. Don't forget to submit your dating stories. And remember, you can always be anonymous. We can change your name. We can change a story, whatever you need to protect your identity. Check out datable.com.
2: And uh, one more thing, folks. Stay datable.
1: Woo. Thanks, Sasha. Thanks, Bye. guys. The Dateable Podcast is recorded in San Francisco. We would like to thank our sponsor 500 Brunches for making this happen. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com.